You're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, we're here to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach, and I want to show you that living vegan is actually the superpower that will unlock your possibilities and give you the confidence to take on your next impossible goal and to do it your way. Listen, if I could go vegan in my 50s with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 104, Veg Your Best 101, Part 4, I don't know, or do I? I don't know about you, my veg heads, my veg your besties. I don't know about you, or maybe I do. Because when I say I don't know, when I'm really thinking how true it is, I just don't know. Well, it's not a very solution forward situation. So this week, this week we're talking about this I don't know habit. This I don't know habit of mind, because I've been hearing it from every corner of my life. Uh, Michelle, I would, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to explain. I don't know why I couldn't stick with it before. I don't know how it would work. I don't know. And then recently, our two-year-old grandson has started saying, I don't know, which is amazing to me because it means our grandson is now cognitively aware that there are things people know, things he knows and things he doesn't know. And he also sometimes says it when he doesn't know what he knows. It's kind of like a handoff, sort of a, please cut me a break. Can someone else feel this? Is this a test? I don't know. Can you relate? Do you ever? Do you ever hide behind not knowing? So if I'm asking our little two-year-old grandson, where's your toy? I don't know. Well, is it in your toy box? No. Is it in the car? No. Kitchen. Okay. Let's look there. In my coaching practice, talking with people who are significantly older than my grandson, this is often the same situation. You know, in my life, not knowing is a response that I always like to challenge in my own life as well as a coach talking to my clients because I think that I think I don't know is generally a lie that our brain tells us it's a way our brain fobs us off yeah can't help you don't know <laughs> right because if you don't know you don't know right who can argue with that how can I know if I don't know <laughs> and if I don't know if I don't know, I can't be expected to change or do it or fix it. And that has its charms. So 
Case closed. My brain says, I don't know. May I leave? A lot of us get in the habit of being comfortable with that I don't know. And I think it starts in very, very early childhood. And you know, I, I remember the first time this was really challenged for me. I was in college, I have a background in art history, and my very, very first art history professor, the one who taught me art history 101, and here we are at Veg Your Best 101. So my professor, who was marvelous, taught us that when we were writing our exams, if you think you don't know, then tell me what you do know. So I don't know if you know how art history exams usually work. There'll be a dark room and a projected slide, slide in my days, now it's all digital, but a projected image of an artwork or a monument onto the wall. And the question would be, well, what's typically, what is the date of the creation of this, this work of art? Who is the artist? What's the location? Any facts, relevance. So if you're in this exam and there is something projected on the wall and you look at it and think, ooh, I don't recognize it. Can't tell you. Don't know. Happens all the time. People look at something and go, I don't, I don't know what that is. My professor said, if that happens, tell me what you do know. Tell me what you do know. If you knew, where would you start? Is it a building? Is it a painting? Is it sculpture? What materials do you see? time period. Is it contemporary? Ancient? Maybe 19th century? What do you think about where it was built, created, or made? Is it European, do you think? Or from the U.S.? Ancient Egypt? Maybe Japan? So in my 18-year-old brain, this professor was telling me, you know, you do know more than you think. And the way to access it is by asking better questions, specific questions. What is the answer to the question? I don't know. What does it look like? I don't know. I don't recognize it. I don't know. Got to go. Hmm. Now, this is when it comes in. We challenge it. If you did know, what do you think you do know? Do you think that building was built in ancient Egypt, Renaissance Rome, 19th century Chicago, Let's start there. And darn it all, if I didn't virtually always have at least something intelligent to say about anything that was on any exam for the rest of my art history career. Not everybody got that same kind of advice. And when you are just thinking I either know it or I don't know it, art history is super no fun, <laughs> okay? So it's the same in your life. And I don't want to lose you all. I don't want to, or even worse, trigger you with some art history 101 class references. Some of you, some of you didn't like art history. I know that. What I want you to hear is that we all, all know more than we think we know. And a lot of us have been socialized to have a lot of anxiety about maybe being wrong. And so a lot of us, hand in the air, hand in the air, me too, learn to be more comfortable saying, I don't know. And how can that 
be wrong, right? How can it be wrong to say, I don't know? Because we all know what is wrong, right? What we've all decided is really wrong is saying the wrong thing. Saying we know and being wrong. Or saying we know, even worse, but we aren't doing the thing we know. Right? So I think an awful lot of us spend an awful lot of time and energy over-correcting and over-compensating and over-preparing in parts of our lives to make sure we do know. And in other parts, sometimes we do the opposite. We'll just say, I don't know. I'm not good at that. That's how I am. I was built that way. I've never known how. I was never good at things like that. I don't know. So I don't know is one of those indulgent emotions, one of those places that an awful lot of us hide. Because if you don't know, then maybe you don't have to do anything. <laughs> not, not because we're lazy, because we aren't lazy. None of us here is lazy. But hiding in don't know might feel safer. Because we really, 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 really do not want to be wrong. Or we're afraid that if we do know that we're going to have to show up differently, do something different, believe something different, act in a different way. And those are both really awful choices, being publicly wrong or having to do or live differently. You know what? How about I just stay here and say I don't know? So this is, this is the topic for today. This, in a nutshell, is the topic, and it is why I chose, as a life coach, to work in this niche of veganism or plant-based eating. This is how I want to uh, concentrate on my coaching practice. This is why I built my Veg Your Best methodology, because so many people would say, I do not want to eat all these animals but I do not know how I would do it. How would I handle work? I don't know how to do social occasions without animal products. Or what would I feed my kids? I don't know how I would cook. I don't know how I would make this work with my travel schedule or my health issues or my spouse or shopping. Of course, I don't want to be eating animals, but honestly, I don't know what to do. I'm an animal lover, but I don't know what to do. And of course, it would be better for my health but what would I eat? I just don't know. Kids, this was me too. A hundred percent me too. I thought exactly, exactly the same. With some small specific distinctions, how would I do a Polish Christmas Eve with my family? Don't know. How would I travel to small Italian villages on vacation where people prepare local traditional specialties? Don't know. How would I make it work with my husband, my family? I didn't know. I didn't know either. And there are still plenty of subjects where I still catch myself in this magic land of I don't know. For example, I don't know how people get enough cardio and weight-bearing exercise and run a business and write a book. I don't know how people figure out which podcast platform to move on to. I'm on Anchor, in case anybody wants to advise me. I don't know how to decide what to wear in photos for my website. And that's no joke, because I'm in serious I don't know land for that. But I think you're getting my point. 
right? Don't know is a dead end. A cul-de-sac, if you will. I don't know shuts things down. It does not open up your mind. It implies, I think I don't know implies that there is some sort of binary world where either you do know or you do not know. But if you don't know, how does that actually look in your life? When I don't know, I sometimes just check out. I throw up my hands and go, you know what? That's not me. That's not for me. That's somebody else's issue. Just like, just like differential equations. I figured out how to pass the exam and now, <laughs> now that's just not me. I don't know how to do it. Or maybe it looks like I don't know, but I should know. And so I wrestle with it in my mind and then I overthink it and I rationalize a lot and then I justify a few things and then I procrastinate and then I punt and then I decide to do lots and lots of research, lots of research or find another authority or maybe a new authority or maybe even an authority who does know, right? Research is one of the actions I do take when I'm in don't know land. Every time you say it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Every time you say it, you are actually reinforcing it. You re-identify as someone who doesn't know. Someone who doesn't have the skill set or the information or the support or the opportunity or the capability. And you buttress this idea that you have no, no choice in the matter because you are powerless. You just don't know. So when my clients tell me, yes, I want to stop eating dairy, but I don't know how. Or I want to really commit to a vegan practice, but ugh, I don't know what I'm going to do on family events. Or my husband makes dinner most of the time. I don't know. What am I going to tell him that he has to make different meals now? I don't know how to do that. Every time you say it, every time you think it, I don't know. It's concentrating on not owning the power you do have and not owning the knowledge you do have. Because it's really up to you, right? It is 100% up to you. And if you don't want to figure out a way to limit or eliminate dairy, if you're fine eating your husband's food, even if it means frequently eating chicken and cow and pig meat, then choose that. Decide. I'm asking you, instead of going vegan, to intentionally say, I choose today to continue to eat cow's milk. For when? For the week, for the month, for the year. I choose to eat animals whenever my husband cooks them for my dinner. I resolve to eat animals when it is at a family gathering. Instead of saying, I don't know, I don't know how to do it, I don't know how it would work, just decide, just decide that what you're doing is your choice and that you know how to choose. Because, spoiler, it is your choice, right? You are currently making the choice not to change, not to insist, not to make a different plan. And I want you to know that I think that's okay. What you're doing is what you are choosing to do. And I would like anybody who is thinking, I want to 
do be have something different, but I'm not, please make peace with the concept first that you are currently choosing what you're doing. That might sound that might sound like, uh, what are you doing, Michelle? I thought you're supposed to help me go vegan. I help you go vegan by helping you take ownership of everything you do, whatever it is. You're still choosing to eat cow's milk. Okay, that's because you want, maybe you want the taste, you want the convenience, you want the connection, or you're choosing to eat animals when you visit your parents or your in-laws because you want that situation. You are choosing to eat the meat your husband cooks you because you're choosing, not because you actually don't know how to do something else. And if those of you with the whole vegan plant-based lifestyle, you've got that dialed in, what is it for you? What is it for you? I bet you have an area. What's the thing you think you would change, you do differently? The subject you're telling yourself you don't know, you don't know how, you don't know enough yet. I'm sure you have one. Because that I don't know energy, that powerless insistence that you aren't choosing, that you just don't know, I'm telling you, wherever you are, it's sapping your energy and it's distracting you. Really distracting you from where all your power actually is. Because you telling yourself, I don't know, that's just going unconscious. (laughs) That's just choosing the feeling of powerlessness, the feeling of incapable, the feeling of impotent, paralyzed, put upon. There are a lot of flavors of not knowing. So you're choosing those feelings of powerlessness over the feeling of maybe being wrong, maybe making someone annoyed, that feeling of maybe being embarrassed or maybe feeling inept or unsure or feeling isolated or maybe feeling disconnected. All those other maybe feelings are uncomfortable. So we decide maybe maybe we'll just sit here, continue thinking, yes, I would love to, but I don't know. I don't know what exactly, and I don't know how. So the number one thing I'm asking you guys to be brave enough, my, my veggie besties, be brave enough to try on the idea, the thought, that if you're doing something that you'd like to change, start with the fact that you're actually choosing what you're doing right now. Whatever it is, you are choosing, for example, you're choosing to eat cheese. You're choosing to overspend you're choosing to scroll on your phone. You're choosing not to balance your checkbook. You're choosing not to make an appointment with your doc for a blood test, whatever it is. All that unconscious indecision seems like it's less painful than consciously deciding, but I'd like to suggest to you that it really isn't. Yes, I know, it might be a little uncomfortable, a little painful to own what it is you're doing, Maybe, but it's because you're not used to it. (laughs) Believe me, you can get used to it. And in the long run, it is a much more powerful place to be. And as your coach, I'm not going to criticize you. I think all solutions come from owning your decisions and owning where you are. 
So, for example, if you, like countless other people, tell me, I could be vegan for sure, but I just can't give up cheese. I don't know what I would do. Listen, I'm encouraging you to just own that. Really, I don't eat or consume animal products except for cheese. Say it. I eat cheese in these following forms or recipes or situations or companionship connections. In these situations, I choose to continue to eat cow milk or sheep milk or goat milk cheese. Just say it. So instead of saying, I could be vegan, but I can't give up cheese, I'm busting you on that. Be vegan. Just continue to eat the cheese. Decide. Own it. If you think, sure, I could be vegan, I would be vegan, but how am I supposed to handle the family get-togethers over the holidays? I don't know what I would even say to my mom. Then own that. You decide to no longer eat animals except on the following occasions with the following people. If you think I would definitely like to be eating whole food, plant-based, but I don't know how I'd get my husband to change his recipes when he's the one who cooks, then own that. Decide that for now, for this period of time, for today, for the week, whatever it is, decide you eat plant-based except for the dinners your husband cooks for you. Please, consider trying this on. Start with what is true as an example of what you are choosing. And if it's not a vegan practice you struggle with, what is it? What are you saying that you can't change because you don't know how? Own where you are, really. Start by owning your power. Tell yourself the truth. You will be amazed at how empowering that really is, even if you don't like it. Because when you own where you are, instead of hiding behind, I don't know, now we have a place to start. This is where you are. These are the things you're choosing. Let me tell you, it gets so much clearer. Now you actually do know what to do. Now you really do know where you might be able to make a change or limit or replace or focus on another area for now. But as long as you're in I don't know land, nothing changes. And I know that you see this in everyone you know, right? You've seen this forever, right? In other people, they say, well, this is a problem. And then they say they don't know what to do about the problem. And you give them a good suggestion of what they could do. And they never do it. Who here hasn't been through that? The teacher arrives. The teacher arrives when the student is ready. And that's what I do. I don't teach you. I help you get ready to use the wisdom, the advice that you actually know. While you keep thinking, I don't know, nothing changes. It's like my art history professor suggested. Tell me what you do know. Put that down. If you did know what to do, where would you start? What would you start with if you knew no one was going to tell you you're wrong. What would you try if no one was going to judge you? I'd like to say that it starts with a 30-minute conversation. We can talk about what you want to do 
and what you want to stop doing. Coaching is the most effective, the most efficient way that I've ever seen to make changes. And we can talk this week, next week. You can decide if you want to start this September. You want to start, you want to restart, or do you want to re-energize your plant-based or vegan practice? Because you won't believe what you can accomplish in eight short weeks. And if this feels hard for you, I get it. I get it. If it feels kind of vulnerable, my whole job is to create a safe space for you to get honest with yourself, for you to tell yourself what you want and what's getting in the way. You know, sometimes we fail to commit to positive action because because knowing that we can do something new now makes our past failure to do something seem kind of unbearable, kind of inexcusable. In that moment, we get to choose. Do we want to be right about our inability to change, which excuses, justifies our past? Or do we want to face that discomfort and grow anyway? It's okay that you couldn't do it before. You can do this now. And I think you're ready to face that. I did that work on my vegan practice. I do that work on things I want to change. And sometimes that seems hard for us, especially those of us at a certain age. Changing now kind of means we're admitting we did it wrong before, but maybe it doesn't have to mean that. So let's talk. Zoom call, phone call. It is, of course, free like this podcast, which goes out every week. So, okay, kids. This week, every time you notice yourself saying, I don't know, challenge yourself. What if I did know? What do I know? What if knowing didn't mean I had to fix anything right now or change it or take on anything I don't want to right now? Let me know what that brings up for you, and I'll see you next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So, until next week, make it easy and veg your best. <laughs>